Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Uh, we are at part two with Ms. Don Little-Torres. Uh, we start off where we ended last time, talking about uh, my book and uh, vulnerability with writing. And we get pretty deep into that, and that's a, a subject that's really deep to me and uh, something I'm battling with. Uh, and then we uh, we kind of tap dance around a couple other topics, uh, yogic world, what that means, uh, the importance of community and connection, and then get really deep into who's checking the guru, that old idea of um, who is uh, asking the questions of what the guru is talking about. Are you able to ask questions of who your quote unquote teacher or guru is? Uh, and then we really talk about humanizing teachers. Uh, unfortunately, there is uh, a tendency to put teachers up on a pedestal, uh, and that power is just really dangerous. So we talk about that and then also self-study. So really deep in this uh, second part of the conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoy the journey. We'll see you on the other side. Have you shared what your book is about yet? Um, it's because uh, you can, and we'll keep you accountable. I know, or right? not. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so that's deep. part of the that's part of the, the the thing I keep going back and forth on. I uh, I have a lot of anecdotal stories yeah. about my life yeah. and uh, the the path that I've taken. Right. Um, I've had a very checkered past uh, that's very comical at times. Um, and it's, uh, and it's, uh, brushes with the laws and things of that nature. So, um, I feel there's a lot of allegoric kind of like, yeah. you can learn something from the things that I've yeah. done, um, in a very comedic kind of way. Right. Um, still some over notes of seriousness to it, but, um, and, uh, it, you know, in, in, in a strange way I, I love, so Siddhartha is one of my favorite books. Uh, I, yeah. I read it yearly. You said you yeah. read a couple books a year. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one of my annual books. Love that. And uh, in a way, I find my path very similar to uh, Siddhartha's, wow. um, where we've, uh, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say purposefully, you know, in, in a way, Siddhartha put, purposefully put himself mm -hmm. in a, um, in a uh, you know, a materialistic, rich kind of atmosphere at a time. Yeah. And, uh, and I definitely embraced that. Right. I was, uh, it was very materialistic. I was very, um, you know, into drugs and alcohol yeah. and things like that. And, uh, and had to kind of pull myself out of that. And yeah. through that, you know, found a lot of really good peace in life. Right. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of like the similarity. So, you know, there's, there's ideas that I have of like kind of modernizing Siddhartha in a way, uh, to cool. kind of move with my path and story, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. That's, so I'm, I'm playing around with ideas and I've got, I've got a couple rough drafts written yeah. of, uh, of chapters and ideas and concepts, but, um, but I'm, just still working on my own personal accountability right. for it. Yeah. Do you feel like part of that is um, like maybe that not the full vision of it is quite there yet? Like, like that's in process too. I, the, 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 I think the the thing that I'm struggling with the most is the honesty that I need to have um, uh, about my past, right. and um, as much as I've come to a realization of the things that I've done in my past, mm. um, that, uh, have made me the human being that I am today. It's still kind of scary for me to share some of that stuff. I hear that. Um, That's big. But I do know too, that I do feel, I should say that some of that honesty and that vulnerability will help others. So, um, so I'm trying to find my way of, um, embracing the, ignorant kid shit that I did, mm. um, and the lessons that I learned from that yeah. and not, not allowing those experiences to be, um, just that, right? right. It's not just an experience. There was something learned from it. There was right. something taken away from it. And that's, that's been pivotal in my life. 
Um, and a lot of it, again, was re revolved around, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, drugs and the, the drug atmosphere of uh, being a teenager and, yeah. you know, selling and using drugs. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm not proud of, uh, and but I think should be shared in some kind of way to help people understand that we can still mm -hmm. come back from shit that we're not proud of. I think that's the most important stuff to share. Yeah. Truly. So. And I mean, I hear you when you're talking about that, like I'm going to guess you seem like you're really open. I'm going to guess that you probably, ha I, I don't know. I feel like that way. I, I have no problem sharing anything. Right. Yeah. But I, there's something about putting it out like that to, to the world. And, yeah. um, I, it's, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? it Even is. when you already are, are open, yeah. there's something different about that yeah i think part of it is that like if i'm sharing the story i can still i can still read your body language right. to understand how much i have to like backpedal and help you understand <laughs> you exactly right <laughs> it's like no but i but i have a lesson from this <laughs> shitty shitty thing i did as a human being uh, but yeah uh, but if you're reading a book you know that that could be the thing that you read part of that story that just has the shitty thing that i've done and you're like yeah. well that guy's fucked up i'm gonna shut this book and put it aside and you're like no you don't see the the lesson uh, that i learned so i think that's part of it in my head of like i want to feel myself be able to fully right. explain but at the same time, like that's not the process that I that I feel is the benefit of what I'm doing. It's that what, desire for the self to still keep the self safe. Totally. It is. But you know, yeah. do you um, did you read any of Glennon Doyle's books? I'm, I can't. I'm blanking on the title right now. I'm I'm just thinking about you as I think about. Um, gosh, I wish it would come to me. Probably as we're sitting here at some point. Hmm. Hurt to me the truth telling in her book. It's that. I mean, when somebody's that raw and real with their own stuff, I read her book and was just like, oh, wow. Mm. I don't know if I could share some of that about myself because the fear of the judgment. But I, look, she's just mega. You know, I think people, I think we all want that. Maybe it inspires us to want to be able to yeah. to be that open. I feel a little bit for me is um, I'm in a place with a few stories that I want to tell but they involve others Yes. where I go, gosh, it's like, so say my dad, he's passed now. So I could go, there's a couple, you know, at least I wouldn't have to worry about, right. <laughs> but you, you don't want to dishonor somebody. Right. It's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. But I, so even in like one that I've written, it's sort of like, I find myself doing exactly what you're saying when you're talking to somebody in person, like trying to write in there, like, but that's not who he was at the end. Right. right. But this is what happened in that moment and yeah. many moments. But the gift of circling back and going, but this was the healing and who he became, which was so much better. But I know like where he, to read the beginning of that story, oh my gosh, like, he would be so upset. Yeah. And then stories with my kids, you know, you talk about drugs and I, two of my boys wrestled with addiction and mm. in really, really crazy ways. And that for me, even in terms of sometimes what I write to put out online there there are things i'd like to share because i feel like as teachers that stuff is that's what we're teaching what right. we're growing through so you know dealing with addiction in terms of being a mother and a daughter of a of a you know a, a dad that had an issue and how how my practice has gotten me to live through that mm. you know to those boys thinking they're not going to make it yet they're here and what they've done to live but they're not, they're not my story to sh share, you right. know? So I think until or unless one of the boys would be, I think he actually would be really great with it. He's super open. And I've told him, you know, at some point I really want to start teaching 
as the world opens up more, <laughs> but I want to find a home for teaching um, yoga for recovery. I, oh, did, I did beautiful. A, yes, please. Yeah, come teach with me. Yes. But I did, my training was through Y12SR. I don't know if you know that oh, organization. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, totally. So, so good. Very cool. Um, and even, you know, Nikki Myers is the creator of that foundation. And when I, the live training I took was in Boulder with her and mm. sitting there and thinking about, you know, again, how our lives the te- you know, we're always in the right place at the right time. I had started at the studio doing these monthly teaching these yoga for recovery classes, quite honestly, not even knowing what I was doing. What I did know is this practice can be healing for any and everybody. Mm. You know, I know how to put poses together that are great for calming and healing a nervous system. And I had partnered with one of my students who was super open about her recovery that was all in. Mm. She's like, I'll lead the kind of conversation about it and talk about, you know, she was all in the program. Beautiful. I'll do the asana and together, you know. So it was amazing. The first the first class we led, she had put flyers up at a bunch of AA organizations and it was packed. And I remember standing there going, okay, now what, now what are we going to do? But most of those people had never taken a yoga class. And just to see that moment, as we all felt after your first class, them coming up, well, what, what just happened? Why, why do I feel this way? So pair that, you know, we had that going for a time and then to actually dive into Y12SR and, I just had no idea. Nikki really pairs, um, you know, her history with with an A program, an AA, an A, mm-hmm. whatever the A's. She's been in at least a couple, um, and the history of yoga. And I don't know if you know this. I had no idea that so many of the twelve steps come from the actual yoga tradition. Oh, I didn't. Want to talk no. about that later? I'm happy to share. <clears throat> wow. I was just like, you go and start reading that. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is amazing. Hmm. So um, anyway, I just really resonated with the pairing of the those two systems together and how it could look different than maybe what my judgment might have been about some things right but to sit in the circle uh in the training you're doing a lot of mock um circles how that would look and it's paired with a meeting either before or after and then the practice Mm. but the the meeting part been beautiful and different than i might have imagined you're leading it in a very specific way but to be in that circle with most everybody there was in some form of recovery and to hear their stories i just i came home with such a different view on addiction and it really did some good for my relationship with my boys. Oh wow. With especially one. Yeah. Because I, I realized, I don't know, I just how I thought about it, right? Even though I thought, oh, I have this really healthy view of all of this, you still don't know what you don't know. And right, so I just yeah. found some some thoughts that needed to be corrected. And, you know, my oldest son to come home and, you know, I just asked him to come over and I just, you know, I apologized to him. And he's like, what? My kids are always like, what? Mom, it's all good. You're great. It's fine. I'm like, no, I, I just want you to know, like, wherever I've had a thought that maybe um, didn't feel supportive to you, mm-hmm. didn't feel accepting and loving to you, just want you to know, like... I'm just here. I know I have no control over what's happening, but I don't ever want you to, cause I, it was learning that, right? Even right. if I don't say things like there's plenty said, <clears throat> but even where you feel a way, yeah. you know, where people have their judgment about, um, you know, oh, it's just a mindset, just willpower, all the things people think. Right. Um, but to get in there and then even the healing of the Y12 SR bridges, you know, like Nikki talks about, uh, she goes, we welcome all the A's, all the asses, yeah. <laughs> the narcotics, <laughs> the narcotics, the alcoholics, all the asses, the sex addicts. So it really is any addiction. And so the gift of 
even in one of the circles I was in, you know, we're telling a story about um, there's a young girl who's in recovery and a mom who's there who's been going to um, Al-Anon. So the mom is sharing her story just about her suffering with her child's addiction, fearing every day you're going to lose your kid. Mm. I mean, there's nothing worse. There's just nothing worse as a parent. Yeah. And so she's sharing the story and then across the way is here's this young girl who's an addict and after the the mom talks she just says the young girl is crying and says oh my gosh like you're my mother i i never mm. understood my mom's pain in this cuz right. you're too busy defending yourself right, right? Yeah. so i don't just the beauty wow. of bridging Oof. yoga and all these teachings we so embrace and bringing that into recovery like just huge. Wow. So yeah, at some point that's something I'm really passionate about wanting to bring to communities around here. I think we need, it's hard to find, you know, there's a couple little spaces and to find a space that, you know, feels like a good healthy space for it's important. Yeah. So at some point. Oh, good good for you. Thank you. you. Monica, my, uh, my significant other did a a yoga for trauma training. Uh, Um, I can't remember the school she went through, but it was an online during COVID and, uh, man, she took so much away from that. It's It's so beautiful, such beautiful work. And then also with energy work, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, not a lot of, but I do have a significant amount of clients that are going through recovery as well. And Reiki and energy work is so beautiful to pair with that recovery to get you into your body, to love your body while you're still battling this mentality that you're going through. It's true. Yeah. Same. I'm same. I'm probably true for most of us. I mean, who doesn't need to be loved on more and, uh, to allow somebody. And I think that was the connection for my son was to realize, oh my gosh, for somebody who's probably hating themselves every day for decisions made for years now, right? Just to go, all they need most is to feel like they're actually loved. You know, those were the words I used. I, unconditional love, I love you regardless of every, anything. I said, now you make me like make a choice that I'm going to have to say my boundaries are my boundaries and you know that, but never will you feel like I'm not here, you know? Um, so yeah, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's a space and I know it's getting bigger, that space for recovery. And, and how do we start bringing these tools to, you know, people that are hurting in those situations mm-hmm. and open those doors? Because it was that the little introduction, like I said, at my studio was pretty beautiful yeah. to see that. So yeah, yeah it's wonderful. Yeah, there's a couple of AA counselors that I've, uh, that I've uh, met over the years through yoga right. and, uh, and through that, that's where a lot of the, the crossover clients have started uh-huh. happening is like, okay, we, we see the, the, the benefit of both. Yeah. We see the benefit of AA of some controlled program, but we also see the benefit of movement work, right. energy work, yoga work, whatever it is, pair the two together yeah. or all the things together as much as you can and find yeah. that healing modality that works. Yeah. Yeah. Start waking everything up. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Processing. Gosh, man. I know I've, uh, you know, I've some friends that are, you know, whether, whether it's depression, addiction, yeah. whatever it is, you know, one of the biggest advices that I have is get into your body somehow, yeah. like get into your body, know, know your limitations, like get right. into, go for a run. It doesn't have to be yoga. If right. you ask me, I'm going to tell you go do yoga because right. I'm a yogi, you know, Same. I'm going to tell you yoga type stuff, but you know, get into your body, go lift some weights, go run, go punch a punching bag, go do something physical to get inside your body. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same. And, and even, um, I don't know, maybe that segues us into the whole yogic world, non-yogic world. Cause I do feel like, I think for me, you know, again, at the time where I found yoga, I was a mom. I had three of my, no, I had, yeah, it was before I had my fourth child. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, still you're living this certain lifestyle, you know, running a business. My husband's a businessman and just the, the shifts that happen. I don't know if you felt that, um, 
And I, by that, I mean, for me is if I'm realistic, I think I've always felt like I'm a, I'm a little different in terms of, we're all different, but I'm a little different in terms of, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever needed to feel like I have to fit into a norm. Mm. And I'm sure some of that comes from traveling so much and having to be adaptable and figure things out in different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but mo- choosing to move from Mill Creek or to Mill Creek from Seattle, we lived at Green Lake and made that choice, which was a tough choice because we love living in the city, walking my kids around the lake every day. So you know, that's how my area. middle kids grew up. Yeah. But um, when my oldest got into middle school and they were, they're busing and we tried a year and a half at the school he was bused to, it was awful for mm-hmm. him. It was not a good experience for him. So we made the choice to move north. Like I want to walk my kids to school like I did in element, elementary school. Yeah. So it was uh, an interesting uh move, you know, the way that community feels. Each communities have their own vibe and feeling. Um, so I don't got all of that. I look back and just go, it's there's a whole lot around all of that. But I just um I don't know. I, I like relationships that are deep and meaningful and I like conversations like thank you, we're here. Yes. <laughs> and I think even that's part of the draw for most of us in the yoga community. Like you meet people all of a sudden like, oh wow, you want to sit and talk about this stuff. Right, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um so anyway, I'm I'm there and I'm just, I don't know, the vibe of, and I don't want to, I'm generalizing because there's wonderful people in my community, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it was, it was a real strange transition. So at the point where I find yoga and start, you know, talking about meditation, and I, I think I'm still a bit mind blown at the perception that a lot of people have about yoga, mm. whether it's coming from a... A religious uh, belief right, yeah. that they've been taught, mm-hmm. or um, maybe it's mostly from that where you find it really countered. Maybe others are just like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Like I didn't in the beginning, you know. Yeah. But I, you know, I. I, I named my studio Laughing Buddha Yoga Studio. I don't know if you know this. I, yeah, totally. I love so that. So I'll just tell you, I had no idea in my naivete and ignorance of what that would bring. So for me, it's like Dakini. Dakini, you know, I don't know if you know Dakini, right? From the web- the Tibet- your website, right? Yeah, but the meaning of Dakini, like there's many meanings, but from the Tibetan spiritual perspective, like, um, you know, the idea of that they're, they're known to be these, on one hand, little spiritual help- helpers that are just about supporting people's growth and that might be through playfulness and it might be sometimes through a bit of fire but right through all these ways which Uh I totally resonate with Um, but also it can mean like there's the dakini in all women sort of the goddess or the shakti Mm. so so that you know that's where I am now but Laughing Buddha, when I was looking for the name for, you know, it takes such a long time to find a name that resonates, that holds space for what you're dreaming in. And I remember one day I was wearing, uh, I had this charm bracelet on of my mom's and she had all these charms from when we'd lived. I think that bracelet was Okinawa or the Philippines. Mm. So there was this little gray uh, jade Buddha on it. And my acupuncturist, she's Chinese. And so, I, you know, we still are wonderful friends. And so she was like, oh, I love the little happy Buddha on your bracelet. And I said, tell me about what do you know about the happy Buddha? So as she was talking to me about the laughing Buddha or happy Buddha and just the messaging about the joy, you know, and the sack of gifts that the Buddha carries around to offer and so much of this connection with children. And mm. 
I just was like, that's the vibe I want. Like, I want people to come into my space and just come take what you need. Like, there's love here and there's joy here and there's support here. And I just, and then I connected with LB Laughing Buddha was my mom's initials in reverse. It was just one of those, that's my name, you know. So, you know, I jump in like I do with everything, jump off the cliff and just had no idea, you know, friendships or people that, you know, um, have different faiths or religious views. Mm. Oh, oh, well, you're Buddhist. And and not only the name Laughing Buddha, but yoga in general, right? You hear people talk about that yoga is, you know, for one, they think there's a misconception that it's Hinduism itself or that it's, you know, I had a... Well, I have a cousin that I'm no longer connected with on social media because she was sending me these messages that this is evil, evil practice. This is the Mm. devil's work. And I'm like, my mind is like, how can wanting to love and support somebody through teachings of be honest, do good, non-attachment, many of the same words in the Bible, the good words in the Bible. Um, But I guess that's where I go with the misconception. If we circle back to using your own brain and not just what someone tells you, without if someone tells you something, oh, let me go look into that. Let me go see... And, and is that true? Because you don't know what that person knows of this thing they're saying. Exactly. So yeah. I, I feel fortunate too. I don't know about you, but I've had, you know, I have a lot of clients that are Christian or of different faiths. And I, I just love when somebody will ask me, you know, is is yoga in, in opposition with what I think? Yeah. Well, I sure don't think so. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Let definitely. me tell you what... I know of yoga. I don't know everything, but let me tell you, and let me give you these books. And how many of the yogic teachings talk about Jesus, you know? So I think for me, I don't see it. All I see is the space and the openness to allow whatever you want in. And if that's God, Jesus, whatever, there's your space to do it. There you go. But anyway, I just had no idea opening the space and naming it a thing that you probably just (laughs) alienated a ton of people. But at some point, you know, I thought about changing the name. I just kept meditating on it. And at some point it was like it... I realized what a beautiful filter that name was because oh, okay. nobody came into that space that wasn't beautifully open, beautifully just ready. Yeah. And, you know, it just like, was what I needed to do at the time. That's all I love so, that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. But and who the, knows? You know, and that's, it's, it's so, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that story Thank and you. that you just per- persevered on. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, we, we get so caught up in verbiage sometimes yeah. and, and the interpretation of verbiage. And a lot right. of that, you know, a lot of religion religion is the interpretation of, you know, scripture that was written centuries and centuries, right. thousands of years ago. So, you know, we, we do get a lot of, uh, just mis- miscommunication maybe not miscommunication is the right word, but you know, misinterpretation or, right. or, but, uh, but sticking to the, the initial idea that you had and just really, uh, you know, giving it the thought that you needed I to. I question myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Like appropriation, like all of these things, mm-hmm. like why, and is this okay? Talking to my spiritual mentors of different faiths, different right. traditions. And like in the end coming back to like, what is my pure intention for this? It's tricky. Like I know it's not, but at that point, again, the fire, fiery in me was, I'm not going to shift this for the reasons that it was coming at me right. because those very people that were making those judgments, they're not going to come into my space now anyway. Right. They're not. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I let it go there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was, uh, I, I have a questionable past with, uh, with religion for myself, yeah. just growing up in the South right. and just, you know, my, my own past, but uh, one of the things that I really felt uh, was comforting, not the the knowledge that I gained, but as I learned this, the way that it sat with me <clears throat> was when I was becoming attuned with Reiki right. and going through my Reiki trainings. And they talked about how um, one of the ideas was that, you know, Christ had 
the, 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 that was Christ's hands, yes. you know, yeah. in Christ's consciousness when he would come down and heal people with his hands. That was the Reiki energy, you know, and, uh, and that for me, in it, you know, if I would have heard that 10, 15 years ago, I would have knee jerk reaction. F this, this is dumb. I'm out. Right. You just said Christ, right. I mean, just religion. We're done. Uh, but in that mentality that I was in and the, the openness that the, the path that I was walking, that I've been walking has allowed me to see, I don't need to believe in Jesus Christ as the, the, the healer that right. he was. I don't need to believe in God as, you know, that person or whatever you think, but I can embrace the concept of, yeah. right. And that's, and that, that was the biggest realization for me is that there, you know, the, the concept of Confucius, mm-hmm. the, con- the concept of Lao Tzu, the concept of Jesus Christ, the concept of the God being whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough to tell you that you're wrong. Right. Cause yeah. I, I'm not that smart of a person, but I can embrace the concept and the, the philosophy of what that concept embraces. Right. Right. And I do appreciate that you know, because for all intents and purposes, religion is very, very beautiful with the, the, the ideas that it right. has. Uh, the, the communication, the mis- misinterpretation is its own thing, but the, the basis of it, it's beautiful, yeah. right? One of, uh, one of my favorite tattoos that I have on myself is, uh, the vinegar tasters and mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, Lao Tzu, Confucius and Buddha beautiful. all dipping their finger in this vat of vinegar, <clears throat> different, different little expressions on their face. Uh, and the, the, the meaning behind the painting is that, um, they're all interpreting their own uh, variation of this universal knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're all dipping their finger in the same vat of vinegar. They're just interpreting it differently. They're tasting right. it differently, and they're trying their best to to uh, to to bring that interpretation to the world. Right. And uh, and I and I love that idea. You know, so yeah. we don't always have to prescribe to the doctrines of whatever it is, but there's a lot of really beautiful philosophies that happen within those doctrines that can be looked at in different ways. Well, even the space that we're talking about somebody giving somebody else space to have a different understanding about anything and not having to go, Oh no, that's you're wrong. It's my way. Right. I, to me, I don't know. It's like the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know and realize yes. I'll never be able to say that I know for sure anything right. like that's getting more intelligent. Yes. So I, you know, um, in terms of religion, I did not grow up in a religious house. I, my extended family was, so I definitely, it was around me visiting it, which yeah. was kind of eh, sometimes because I didn't grow up with it, but also because I didn't, I think I longed for something, some connection. You don't know what it is you're longing for, and then right. you find it. But I did, I, I, I circled back to, I think, um, is some of the things now, like I said, having visions and being a seer in some way and circling back to stories that my great aunts told of their father who was a seer. He walked a Christian path and he saw angels like fast Mm. forward, right? In a different way, but those same things are happening. Um, I had this crazy in my 20 somethings had this vision. So like I have this connection with Jesus. I'm so non-traditional. I don't, the thing is I can sit and dissect I read parts of the Bible and just go, what is this? You know, I can't, I can't reconcile that in myself. Mm. Other parts I can totally, and I can go, oh, this aligns with these teachings and these teachings, but being able to, to do that and have space for all. So, so for me having this vision, I have to tell you, like, it really took me by surprise. It was in one of those moments in your life where, you know, it's just your roughest moments where you want to throw in the towel. Like, like it was just a brutal time. Mm. And so I remember, I, and I, I don't know, it's probably just been a couple times in my life where I, I don't even know what you call that. Like, like you're having a freak out breakdown. Like, I don't know what to do with all of this kind of thing. So I remember I was at a friend's house and 
uh, I, I had fallen asleep. Well, I was trying to fall asleep. And as I'm laying there, like having my freak out, <laughs> like, what do I do with this? What do I do? And this is pre-yoga. <laughs> so I don't have the tools yet. Right. So having this freak out, because I can't control any of it. can't control any of what's happening. And in my mind, my world's going to fall apart. Mm. And so all of the sudden... This again, it's a vision, which sounds woo to anyone who doesn't have it, but that's what it is. Because because if you're not asleep, but yet this thing's happening, and as we know in meditation, right, it's like that. But this whole vision that happened is is Christ there, mm. and I'm like, you know, again, that's for me. Like that's something that's come to be for you because I that's not even the path I was walking, you know, in a church. Right. So you know, without going into the rest of all of that, I mean, it's stuck with me forever because I. I think, like you said, it's like with a tattoo. I just go, wow, that's that's been part of my teachings for so many reasons. But they're just so also not, they don't come in the way that a lot of other people who would call themselves a Christian come. Because yeah. I don't think this is the only way, right? And I think that's, I remember having a conversation with somebody one time, you know, just about names and words and religions. There's a there's a temple in India. I can't remember which ashram or temple it is, but um, at the front of it, there's this giant marble uh, sphere and it goes up, I don't know, 20 something feet. So on, on each edge, all the way down, right, there's etched these beautiful um, poems or texts. And, you know, one, one says Hinduism, Sikhism, Christianity, Muslim, just all the way down. And at the very bottom, all the way around, we're all saying the same thing, right? Man, like, again, I just that. stunned. Gosh. Like, yes. So just this fighting over the thing. So anyway, I would fast forward talking to this friend. I said, the way I see it, and I guess I don't see why we all can't kind of get this, is people at some point were dropped on the planet. People came. We're on the planet. Mm-hmm. Some are in this part of the world. They start stretching out. And as people expand to different places and our skins become different colors and our languages become different, we have a different name for mom and dad Mm -hmm. and dog and boy and a different name for that great creator. And why is one wrong? One of my kids calls me ma always. One calls me madra. One calls calls me mama. One calls me mom. And they... That's just how it is. Right. One isn't more and one isn't better. Yeah. So that's my thing is to go, how do we not see that we're just fighting over what people did, that people found a different name and a different way to worship mm-hmm. and a different... So I guess that's my take with it all, right? Is finding the, the yoga in it, the union of going, oh my gosh, like we've all come from one great source. Yeah. Amazing. And why, like the time wasted in fighting over those things. You named this, that. It's like, okay, yeah, I did. Yep, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's great teachings there too. Yeah. So being okay with, that's not always easy, being okay with... Um, standing out or being different, right? It'd be, it'd be easier. I remember my teacher came uh, one year when he came to visit the studio and he'd always, he was just a fiery teacher. He was all about just wake everybody up with a torch. But um, I remember he asked, he was basically, you know, people were kind of having some meltdowns and he was asking this one girl, you know, she she was ready, kind of wanting to open and Mm -hmm. shift her life. But but I don't know how to, like the judgment, my parents, my this, my this, you know, and he just looks at me, turns, he goes, Don, was it easy? Was it easy? And I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, it's not easy. Like, that's the truth. Like, those are those moments. It'd be easier, be easier to go, okay, let me stay in this bubble and say the right thing and fit into this community mm-hmm. I've moved into that's let me know their judgment and expectation over what I should have here. But like, also, I think once the once the 
I don't know, the fire or awakening's big enough, you know, and you just can't, right? You yeah. That moment of where, even if it meant, I'll just be here alone, <laughs> so yeah. you'll come in, it doesn't even matter. Like, then you know that's your that's your fire in the moment or your teaching in the moment is to, and maybe for me, that was somebody who I think didn't have a voice for so long. Mm-hmm. And if that requires, yeah, there's going to be judgment, get okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to not like you get okay with it. Right. And like just how powerful it is to go, Oh, okay. I didn't die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Alive. And I think part of that strength is your, con- your conviction, yeah. your reason for doing what you're doing. 100%. You know, you're, you're doing it for the, the reasons that are authentic to you. Yeah. I have, a, I have a really good friend that I do another podcast with that um, is a little more cynical and a little more uh, challenging to me. Right. And right. he was he's been along in my path as I started to find my my spiritual journey. Right. <clears throat> and I remember we, we worked together for a long time and, and and I remember I was he asked me for my keys for something. I grabbed my keys and a bunch of rocks fell out of my pocket. I had some like appetite <laughs> and some, you know, crystal and things like that yeah. in my pocket. And he's like, What you got pet rocks now? And I'm like, Okay, no, here's these are the rocks I have. This is the reason why I carry them. Right. And, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it was kind of unnerving to me at first because yeah. I know how cynical he is and I know how questioning he is, but he, he, he held space for me while I explained it to That's him. Great. I could, I could hear his eyes rolling in his head, but he didn't say anything. And when we were finished, he's like, okay. That's the way you feel. That's great. And, you know, in a way that, you know, those things like that make me, it, it really gives me an opportunity to look at why I'm saying what I'm saying, right. why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. And if I can explain it calmly to a person that doesn't embrace that feeling and still feel good about the way I'm explaining it, then I know that knowledge is within me. Right. You know, and that was, that was not, not necessarily a win, but that was just like a, okay, cool. Like I'm, 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 I'm on the right path. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm learning cool mm-hmm. shit that maybe other people don't understand that maybe it's not accepted. Right. But if I can hold my own space while I'm explaining it to them, and even if they don't accept it, I still feel good about the explanation I have and the reason why I'm still continuing right. on with this practice, then I'm walking I'm the right path. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think, is important moments. I mean, being able to be challenged, being okay with, like, we should be able to be yeah. okay with that. And maybe that's, like, kind of segues into, I know we talked a little bit about the whole who's checking the guru kind of thing. Right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Diving into that because I think as teachers, healers, which are just teachers, and I think everyone's a teacher in life, mm-hmm. but you know, this idea that the newer territory in yoga, it's still relatively new in the West, yeah. and the gifts that have come from it, from so many of us, that honestly, I think everyone I know, most everyone I know would say, you, you start on this path and it really does shift your perspective about, wow, like, the biggest traumas and challenges become the mud, right? Just to rise through. So we welcome that. We welcome the discomfort because we realize how we're growing. Um, but then I look at teachers, you know, some of mine, (laughs) I'm sure you've had many, as you said, uh, I, I welcome all of them, but just the learning that's come where, you know, I have seen teachers fall. I have seen teachers, um, at least my perception of where they were when I started studying with them and then watching what looked like a real descent into ego, which again, a hard, hard territory for anyone to navigate. I think about as you look at politics or a church or our yoga communities, I mean, anybody that's all of a sudden, if you're not trained to handle that, it's power, Mm, right? It's it's power. It is. So it's very thirsty. Young athletes that come up with no money or uh, musicians. So anybody that's all of a sudden with no training, given that power and then the expectation, I think it's tricky because in yoga, 
technically you are getting that training. If you've been really walking your talk and doing right. the studying, you're getting it. And still, you know, again, it's just a human that can, yeah. can fall. So navigating that, I think like watching that happen, watching ourselves. And when we have silly falls, I know I've had mine, like you don't even know it, right? A moment happens and you right. look back and go, Oh yeah, it wasn't my best minute at all. Yeah. But I mean, for me, one of my biggest regrets is being in a training in India and it already, this is where I was starting to see this transition happen with mm. this teacher and the thing, and I think I told you listening to Carrie's podcast with you really brought this up for me. Um, so, you know, you're invested, you're in a community, you love the community that the teachings have grown me exponentially. I've shared them. They've changed other people's lives. Right. So all of this is happening. You're just so entangled in it. And then you start to see these little red flags and things happening and you don't want to see them. It's for me, it was like, I see it. But no, I don't see it. I'm, I'm going to turn away. And probably in the beginning, they're not big enough to matter. But yet, you know, when you're halfway intuitive, you're like, oh, what's that about? Right. So even witnessing, looking back at my ability to put that away, like I know everyone else seeing it was doing. Right. But I remember one day, uh, this young girl was there on this two-week retreat, and it was a teacher training. And so she was asking really innocent questions. It wasn't anything big. She was mm. talking about chakras or something. The teacher has hurt his foot, and so she's telling him, oh, my dad said that's about the root chakra, just a sweet, innocent thing. He looked at her, and he said, shut the fuck up. Wow. Shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. I mean, wow. can you imagine? Damn. I... I, I mean, to this day, I mean, so my biggest regret is sitting there. None of us said anything. Yeah. Not one of us. Yeah. Like the me that's here today, I mean, I would be a full blown. I ended up having a couple of those with him. But to stand, because what what if I say something? Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, how many of us find the practice and we're still healing our stuff. So that girl that was terrified of a power figure male has this power figure male being threatening. Yeah. There's wow. no way I had the capacity yet to do that. Yeah. I mean, to this day, I wish I could find that girl and reach out to her and say, I'm so sorry. None of us, none of us stood up for you. Wow. But, you know, that's somebody who knows. They already know they've got everybody there mm -hmm. in check like that. And nobody's challenging it, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's not just yoga. I mean, that's life in general. Yeah. But I do think, you know, that's where we go to... What are the hats we're wearing as yoga teachers? Are we aware of how our students are perceiving us, how we're perceiving our teachers? And, right. and I feel like, um, did you ever read the book, Donna Farhi's book? I think it's just called Teaching Yoga. Mm, I don't think it's I have. It's old, but I, I read it probably right after my first teacher training. And I really, I remember then thinking every new teacher should read this because it really goes into the codes of, of yoga, of being mm. a yoga teacher. And she talked about all of that, of these hats you wear, you have no idea. You're just standing up in front of a room full of people. Right. But again, we don't know what each person's journey is and how they're holding you as their healer, or you're going to fix this for them, or, oh, you know everything about all of this. Yes. And that we can very easily go, yeah, yeah, uh -huh, we're, uh -huh. we're full of shit, you know? Yep. So... I don't know, all of that, like having that minute bumping me back to where I was trying to stay really in integrity with myself as a teacher, constantly checking myself and, you know, fall, pick up, fall, pick up. And then watching that, here's this person who I've clearly put on a pedestal and watching him go down quite a few notches day by day. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm fast forward in this place now of going, that's his work to do. I've just right. taken myself out of, that's not my teacher right now. Um, that's because I'm 
not following that sort of that sort of teaching. And then as I, you know, think about all of the other teachings that I extract from my uh, my shamanic teacher. Mm. I remember being with her in a training one time, and here's the, here's the counter of that: this beautiful divine feminine's teaching. Not that the masculine masculine isn't beautiful too, but her teaching is very much in that flow. Yeah. And we're in a group teaching, and you could tell one of the students, he was an older guy, but you could tell he kind of was smitten with her. Like, he could tell he just thought she was it. Yeah. And mid-class one day, she stops. Whatever he was saying that was really adoring of her, she stopped. She said, don't do that to me. And we're all like, what's happening? She said, don't, don't put me up on that pedestal. It's a long fall down. I was like, again, just things you cling mm, to, that's like beautiful. to notice instead of sitting there and reveling in him pumping her up in that moment, I mean, she'd already been through enough of it to go, you know, no, like I'm not perfect. And she's super, I love that she's that person, super, mm. um, willing, open to tell you all of her falls, you know, cause I think that's the truth, truth of it is that we're all so human. Yes. But for me, like that was such a good example post kind of what, what I was doing, working on healing that other stuff of going, well, yeah, like that's just being real and raw. Mm-hmm. And from that same um, lineage, right. Is the whole saying, you know, keep the teachings, burn the teacher. It's a con right. they're constantly like, remember these teachings, these will grow you. I didn't make them up. Yes. I'm just, passing on what I've learned and I probably still don't even have them all down myself, you know, right. I'm regurgitating and I'm still growing and learning. Yes. So such a good example. And then, you know, going, flashing back to me, like, well, when did I start putting that person on a pedestal? Because you do, you know, mm-hmm. you're giving the credit, all of the credit for your growth, I think for a time, maybe, I don't, right. I don't know if you resonate with that, but I do, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that, that's, that was, that was so important for me to understand that mentality going yeah. into teaching because I did most definitely put a lot of teachers up on yeah. pedestals and be like, you are the person I'm following. But yeah. thankfully, 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 those teachers were very human that's and great. they were ready to knock themselves right yeah. back down to my level. And <laughs> like, Hey, awesome. look at me, look what the shit I just went through. Look yeah. at the shitty thing I just did, you yeah. know? And it just, you know, you humanize because like you said, like we have for the most part, we're not trying to be put on pedestals. No. You know, we're not trying to be anything more than just the human beings that we are. We're trying to hold space for people's healing journeys. Right. Um, but sometimes we get put up on those pedestals yeah. and it's really important for us to humanize yeah. ourselves and get back to that level right with right. people. Um, I've had, uh, unfortunately I've had some people that, uh, a friend of mine that has been a victim of, uh, of, um, uh, Bikram. Uh, um, and then, but I've, and I've had friends that have gone through Baron Baptiste, uh, trainings and, um, you know, and there's one of the, the common threads that, that I'm, I'm hearing, a lot of common threads, but mm-hmm. one of the commonalities that I heard between the two was that I'm the teacher, don't fucking question me. Yeah, that's and it. That is horrible. That's that it. is such a horrible statement yeah. to have. You know, it's like, don't question. No, why? Let's, why did I just do the thing? Right. And, and my, my argument, my main argument to that is kind of like what I was talking about with my friend Robin earlier. If you're questioned and you're able to answer that question and still yeah. feel integrity with what you're trying to do and not just do what I say because I said it. Right. Then you have just proven to yourself that you are within your capacity to do the thing that you just told them to do. Right. Right. But if it's just do what I say because I'm your teacher, go sit down and just sweat when I tell you to sweat. Don't drink that fucking water until I tell you to. Not a water break yet. It's crazy. You know, that's just, that's not the way we treat humanity. Well, and also it's a form of mind control. You are teaching people to right. not listen to themselves, to not even know when their body needs a drink. Right. To leave a room if they feel like they're going to pass out. Right. 
any of it's counter to everything we should be teaching. Exactly. And like you said, I can't even fathom. I think about all the things I've been questioned about, you know, even if they make no sense, um, silly as, you know, I love to teach Kriyas. I love aspects of Kundalini in, in the practice. And so mm-hmm. I remember after a specific practice, a student had stepped out after, and I could tell she looked just a little bit because it's not for everybody. And also some Kriyas, they just get you, you know, in a place, which is the point of them right. to really shift energy. But she, she stepped out and said, that was really unsettling. And I said, great. Do you know why? So that, like, I welcome that. Let's chat about it. How was it unsettling for you? But I, you know, big and small things to be able to have, if somebody comes up to me for one of, I don't know to say, you know, I don't know. Let me go look into that. That's happened a million times. Let me look for that for you and not just BS you with an answer Mm -hmm. or just to say, don't question me. But I think even that, for any of us that have been through those things and come out the other end, you know, again, I go, it's just growth. I needed that. I didn't even know I was at a place that I could allow that. Mm. So now, you know, like the end of my relationship with that particular teacher, it required, I mean, it was, it's like going through master Jedi course, like the yogi courses, right? Uh-huh. So what, what it would have been one of the biggest fears for somebody who grows up with an oppressive, abusive male figure mm-hmm. to have to stand up to that. So it's, I always, I look back now, it's like the, like if somebody made a cartoon movie of it and your here's your, your teacher becomes your villain but having to step up and have you know not one but two conversations and in the end just questioning some behaviors that were coming out many and for me it became I get to do that I'm sending students to you it's my reputation now at stake I get I I could question you even if it's just you and me but I get to question you now because it's impacting me and can I still trust to send people yeah, to you definitely because that means a lot to me and again you know, you can't fucking question me. Who do you think you are? Yeah. I mean, literally, like, I'm Shiva. You can't question right. me. And, and and again, to go the gift of when your fire comes up and to laugh and go, dude, I'll question you all I want. Like, yeah. you cannot tell me that I can't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, the gift of where, you know, there's a mourning period of having to step away from something, but the beauty of realizing you've outgrown that system. You've, you've grown. You've gotten all you're going to get there. In fact, you know, not even... I do judge it, (laughs) but not even from a judgmental place of judging whether that's bad or good. Clearly, it's just not for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And the gift of going, I got what I needed, right? I was able to communicate that I don't think this is healthy. And and even the growth after that of questioning, what do you do with that? Look at how long it's taken for people of, you know, whether it's Bikram, all the different traditions, how slow things come out because... In the beginning, there are people coming forward. They're not believed. They're shushed. And I know that's the case with the teacher I'm talking about too. So it requires afterwards, there's this morning of a community that you've lost, even as you feel empowered that you've stepped up the way that you think you should have for yourself. But I don't know. What does it say about us as humans? This is nothing new and it's not going away either. That we're so willing to, I don't know, look away, watch people be harmed, how often have you heard people say, I mean, it's tricky. We don't want to listen to gossip. So I, right. I do respect if somebody says, well, I didn't see that firsthand. Right. Right. You do want to leave space for, for, I would want to always step back and then, but it sure would make me be observant. Huh. I've not seen anything like that. Am I missing something? Right. I will be really be observant. Am I missing something? Right. But if you are witnessing and you're choosing to turn away and then you're also not supporting people that are being hurt, like 
I, then we're part of the issue, right? You know, yeah. and that's I, massive. Most definitely. When I uh, when I used to work in restaurants, um, you know, I'd have uh, servers or staff members yeah. that. It, let's just take a, a, a female server, for example, okay. right? The female server approaches a table, let's say four guys, and is sexually harassed. Mm. But in a way that that person feels that they can they can take it, okay. right? They've, they've worked in this industry right. for a long time. They're, right. they're, they've tough skin, right? They, they can take it, right? It. They'll yeah. give it right back to them, right? right? Which, you know, all fine and good, right? But let's say like this, the, the food runner that delivers the food to this table of four gentlemen is a 16 year old little, little girl. That yeah. is her first job. She doesn't know how to quote unquote handle right. herself. And she drops that food off. And while she's dropping that food off, she's mercifully harassed by these four gentlemen right. comes to me and starts crying and blah, blah, blah. This is happening. Right. And then the server, this is actually a story that happened. Server came over and said, Hey, what happened? Was everything okay with that table? And we started going through it and she was like, Oh yeah, they were kind of harassing me. I, I, I was fine with it. So I just let it go. Okay, cool. So let's just, okay, I'm not, I'm not saying you've done anything wrong, mm -hmm. but let's just look at this whole situation now. You've said that you can handle this, right? Mm -hmm. So you're letting this fly off your back, but this other person that's coming up, they're not equipped to quote unquote handle right. it like you are. And now this has become a traumatic experience for this person yeah. that could have been circumvented if you had just came and told me, Hey Adam, guess what? Table 41 is sexually harassing me. Just want to give you a heads up right. just in case you want to do something about it. Right. right? And so, yes, you can, you can handle it, which is still something that you should not handle, right? Because it's still beating you up in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. But now you're, you're, you're exposing this, this small child into this abusive yeah. situation. Right. right. We could have, we could have fixed this. Right. So that's, you know, when I, when I think of stuff like that, yes, you might be strong enough to handle it, but yeah. you're not everybody. Right. right. And so like, think about those people that don't have those tools yet. Yeah. You know, think about how, how traumatic that can be for them. And if we can, we can circumvent that in some kind of way right. by, by just raising a hand and saying, Hey, we should maybe pay attention to what this person is doing over there. Right. You know, well, Gosh, it's such good points. I think, I mean, it goes back to me admitting to watching some young person be talked to in a way that, and none of us stood up where right. every single one of us should have, right. um, you know, to the time, many times that I do, right. Cause that that's in me too, that there's that fire. It's so funny that where was I at that place that I couldn't, that I felt powerless when I so have that in me to, to do that. But I guess that's where you go with yoga, right? The, what's the power of community and getting people to where they might feel repressed or a fear of being shunned or shut out of a, a community? I Did you ever watch, I don't think it's on anymore, but there used to be that show, um, What Would You Do? And I don't think it, so. It was, a, I don't know, a, on a channel four or five, but basically they would have a situation and it, it's kind of playing with the idea of, the human mind and what do people do when faced with certain situations. So, right. so say for example, they might have a situation with at a restaurant and they're uh, everyone's actors, of course, in, involved in playing the one roles. And so maybe they have a, a family at a table and one of the parents is talking really abusive to the child, or maybe somebody's in a place and um, saying really derogatory racist comments to somebody else. But it's always in these public places, they're putting these sorts of situations and they do it again and again and again to just see how many people will step up. Mm. Surprisingly mm. low. Yeah. Surprisingly low. Wow. And you want, I just watch it and I'm like, if I were there, you right, know, yeah, yeah. But, but would you? And so even that, the psyche of depending on the situation and maybe how our own mind is conditioned, what's a, fear trigger for us, right. 
for most I would, but you know, like that one moment I go back to and go, why didn't I, what was my terror? That's clearly just a thread of some old thing. I still haven't worked out, you know, but anyway, I, I loved that because it was just examples and what a good thought provoker for people. And then I always loved the people cheer on the hero that stands up in the middle of the restaurant. Hey, you can't do that. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, it's culture, right? It is. It is. Yeah. How we will. It's easy to just turn the other way. It's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of sometimes being able to step up. Right. You know. But you know, in a way, maybe that moment where you weren't able to step up in whatever way is now that catalyst for you to be like, I have my strength now. I know what I felt like when I didn't stand up, and I'm gonna stand up now. One hundred percent. Probably too much. Right. <laughs> I remember I was in probably uh, too much. I was in France one time a couple of years back, yeah. and um, I I know very basic French, and I'd ask for like directions and bathrooms and shit, right? right. And uh, we were uh, we were uh, in Angers, which is in uh, southernish France, and um, and we were walking around the city, and there was this guy, literally, this guy just came out of nowhere, grabbed this child, pulled him up by his arm, and started screaming at him. What? screaming at him just I didn't know I had no idea what he was saying right. to him but he was just screaming at him and all I heard was papa 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 and I was like okay well maybe he's calling for his dad right and so my girlfriend Monica and I were standing there and we're witnessing all this and I'm like I, I need to go say something to this guy like what the hell is just like grab this child you right. know and our and our friends that live in France they're bilingual uh, weren't around and uh, so I'm like fuck you know I don't know what they're saying and so I'm like fuck it I'm gonna go over there and say something and so I start walking over there and our friend Jen who lives in France came over and she's like where are you going I'm like well this is happening she's like that's his dad. That's that's her, his father. And that kid was about to run into the street. And that's what they're screaming about right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Total cultural thing. I had no idea what was going on. I just saw this giant man grab this little child, start screaming at him. And I just went into reaction mode. Yeah. Like, thankfully, I didn't, yeah. you know. But, you know, that, that reaction was there. But, again, like, didn't know the language, don't know the culture, yeah. you know. Uh, I grew up in, a, in an era where we got our asses kicked, you know, you yeah. got the, the, the fly swatter to the yeah. backside or whatever, you know, yeah. and no, that's very Same. different now. Yeah. But with that mentality, you know, this was two, three years ago. So this is very recent and right. like to see a child be, sw- yeah. you know, what I would consider abused. Yeah. It was a big trigger for me. But, you know, again, luckily I understood that. <laughs> But I, but I like that your instinct, I think we should be far more, right? We should be prone to just stopping. You stop like, Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Do I need to intervene? Do I need to act? I think we're much better off to be that way. And luckily it didn't go anywhere than, you know, I, Oh, let's not step in and that child gets taken or, you know, cause that happens every day. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's just, again, it's all such big stuff and there's so much to learn. And I, I think as long as we're taking it, like each of those moments for me, no longer, I can't say this then. I think definitely, you know, when you're going through those times, there are moments where it, while you're working through and processing it, like I just had a lot of anger and uh, resentment and felt betrayal. You know, when you think, oh, I thought this was this and it's this. Right. So all of that um, kind of victim stuff. And so the beauty of coming out of it full circle and just going, like trying to extract every little bit. What did I need? Why was I there? I was there for a reason. Right, I chose yeah. to be there. I, You know, so getting every little bit out of it. And even in the end, you know, saying what I said, not feeling like, oh, I walked away and didn't confront it. Mm. I walked away knowing other people are going through it. And then after, kind of the aftermath of going, well, I've now led some people to this space. What do I do with that? 
So I went to um, another of my teachers who passed away actually last year. So many great, mm. beautiful soul teachers passed away last year, which is interesting. Yeah. A lot of people crossing over. But I went to her, you know, she was 70 something, been teaching yoga in the West, you know, longer than almost anybody. And kind of was, what do I do with this? I want to be in integrity. I don't want to go gossip, but I now know what people are walking into. I've led them there. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? So, you know, both of us sitting with it, meditating with it. She'd been leading classes forever. And she says, you know, um, again, coming from the place, the right place, it's like, you're not going to go put it out on blast to the world. But if you have those people that have gone there because you're their teacher, go be their teacher. Mm be honest. You don't even need to say exactly what's happened, but you could say something like, you know, I just need you to know that I'm, I'm not going to be following this path anymore. I'm just not feeling in alignment with it or, right. you know, finding some way that resonated with me to let them know. And then if they trust you and follow you as a teacher, they're going to have the wisdom to, to ask more, you know, mm. and, and you don't, again, you don't need to divulge all of it, but just in terms of how you would to, to let somebody know, like it's just not in alignment. Like right. there are things happening that I don't feel like are, are connected to the teachings anymore. Yeah. So that I did with those, that handful and a couple of them still chose to go that way. And I can't do anything about that. In right. the end, I felt like, well, I did my due diligence and let people know and choice will be their choice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they'll, you know, they'll still get something out of that path oh, they're walking. 100%. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Like I said, I know like one in particular, I know tremendous growth and plus not everybody else is having the same experience. They're not Whitney's. They're not in the same place. Like I'd been following and it sounds similar to Carrie's like where I, you're following this teacher for this time you've become in that inner circle and you're seeing things that other people aren't seeing. They're not witnessing from the outside right, stage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, the perspective's different and all you can do is go up. This is what I've been experiencing. Right. So, yeah. 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 Respectfully just, you know, excuse yes. yourself in the situation. Yes. Yeah. Most yes. definitely. Yeah. Not always easy, but <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, it really isn't. I've, uh, my, the, the woman that trained me, I, I, I love dearly, but, um, you know, we, we became misaligned yeah. and, and similar, you know, I, just, I still wish her the best and love her to death. And, and yeah. I think that she will find her path, you yeah. know, but it just didn't align with me anymore. Maybe right. I had to step away. Natural part of growth, right? It's like, you see those things and go, I, it's more the normal than not the normal. Yeah. Seems like it seems to be. So I do, maybe we said this downstairs, it feels like maybe that's a part of what's supposed to happen to remind us, you know, it isn't, you know, it isn't all just about the teacher. Like right. we're, we're, we're going there and the teacher's there to poke us and prompt us and grow us and love us and all those things that we need. But in the end to remind us, no, the teachings are in you now. Don't, right. don't put all the glory there. Don't put all the, cause sometimes like maybe we would never be bumped off to do. I mean, do you find you bumping off as I hit the mic, you uh -huh. bumping off of that, how much more have you stepped into your own voice and your own power? Most definitely. Most so, definitely. Yeah. I think that that's true yeah. too. And you know, in, in, in a weird way too, like, uh, let's say the, the fallen teacher, for example, yeah. um, who's to say that's not part of their path. Oh, I think, absolutely. you know, they got to get up there and they got to fall down. They got to realize, Oh shit, I fucking misstepped. Yeah. Wow. I just really got engulfed with that power thing. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not my path anymore. Right. I understand where I'm at and I'm going to change and move forward. Right. Really. You know, and then that would be hopefully a beautiful example for everybody as well. Yeah. Like, okay, yes, this person drunk on power, it, it ate it up for a while, realized it 
and then was like, oh, cool. All right, stepping back out. Yeah. I'm releasing this power. I'm releasing this this status that I had. I'm going to go back to, you know, just being this humble person right. or whatever your path is. But, you know, learning the example from the thing that you've done right. is is as important. It's like, it, again, it's, it comes back to Siddhartha, right? That yeah. he put himself into that position of being materialistic, being a merchant, being gambling, womanizing, things yeah. like that. And then was like, uh, I'm done. I'm going to go sit by a river for the rest of my life. And, right. and this ferry people back and forth across his right. river with this old dude. Right. Great well, life. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the biggest teachers, right? Well, super humbling too. I do think it's that thing where the, the bigger somebody gets. And I, you know, I've heard people talk about that. Like, oh, you watch somebody do these things that seem, the perception is that they're wrong. The perception is that they're not good, kind things to other people. And why do sometimes those people rise to such power? Right. And again, None of us know everybody's journey, but I think sometimes those biggest lessons, it's those that rise to that degree of power. The fall is massive. It's not yes. a fall to two or one or a small community. It's a fall to thousands or more. Yeah. So yeah, again, that person shows that. And that reminds me of, there's a, there's a shamanic journey and maybe you've taken this one where, um, you journey through through past lives, you, mm. you journey back to a life where you felt powerless. You just felt like that whole life you were par- powerless. Mm. Then you journey to a life where you had all of the power. Okay. You had all of the power and you misused it, mm. which mm. makes me think of a few people wow. <laughs> in our culture. Yeah. And then you go to a lifetime where you have all of the power and you use it so wisely. And like, what a gift. I get goosebumps. Like what a gift to go, whatever power we do perceive we do have, how am I using it? Mm. And for those, as we're talking about that, maybe we perceive they're misusing it. Like, I hope that for everybody, you know, I do hope that you don't hope for anybody to, you know, wish bad on anybody either, but you do hope like, no, just step back, step back. Cause truly, as I said, with this teacher, it's such a channeler of wisdom that's there too. So to be able to fully step back into that and let the other, but yeah, we shall see. <laughs> right. You know, I, I appreciate the idea that, you know, a lot of us, we don't, we don't set out to be the bad person, no, the bad yeah. guy, the bad, the bad role. Right. But sometimes we find ourselves there. Yeah. And when we do find ourselves there, it's, yeah. what are you going to do with it? When you find that information right. out, when you come to that final real, realization, that awakening moment, whatever it is for you, that fuck, I'm the Nazi, huh? Shit. <laughs> fuck. All right. I'm on the wrong side. Right. What do, what do you yeah. do with that then? Right. How do yeah. you, how do you get yourself out of that situation? How do you write that self with your own consciousness? Yeah. Do you, I mean, I don't know. Again, you go back to the yogic teachings of, mm-hmm. and it's, it's constant self-evaluation, self-study, constant, right. Right. exhausting right. sometimes, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but the gratitude for it of, I look at the delayed look back sometimes like the, like we're talking about maybe bigger if there shouldn't be a level of right and wrong like that, but, but bigger, maybe where people are abusing people, treating people poorly on big scale. But I look at like, even the perception for me of the look backs can be as simple as, uh, for example, after you teach a class and students come up and want to talk to you, these are struggles, right? These are struggles of going, how wonderful people want to come up and talk to you after a class. Like that's amazing. Uh I'm always hyper aware of, um, you know, the students that's talking to you and because they're the one that just knows to come up and get your attention. And then there's the quiet one who will just stay and wait. Yep. And then there's the one who will wait for a minute and walk away. Yep. I, there are these things where I always wrestle with, how, did I handle that right? Did I let that person monopolize my time? And I, I or, or I broke away because this person's got my ear too long and I want to go say hi to this friend. And that person felt that was rude. Like there's all this stuff, right? right? Yeah. You're just trying to be fair and... 
good and generous and, and in all of it, one person's going to perceive something right. or somebody else is going to not come up at all. Oh, look at them thinking they're so cool talking. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's that constant play of at least if we're trying, at least if the check is there, I mean, that whole, who's checking the guru I told you below it's, it's a Satguru online years ago. I was watching this thing and, and he was just, the whole class was on who's checking the fucking guru. He can tell you to do whatever you want and you'll go do it. Where's your brain? Use yeah. your brain. <laughs> and it's so true. So as, oops, as teacher or as student to go that, again, I take that back to that last teacher for me, yeah. but just to go, the minute we blindly give our, um, I would do anything they say kind of mentality happening with anybody that trust to anybody. Like we've lost it, right? We've lost it. And so I think, again, if I go back to spiritual texts or teachings, I know the sutras, like I love that. And they, they enmesh that it should align like what you're seeing, what you're reading, Mm -hmm. what you're, what you're feeling inside that should match. If it doesn't run the other way, something's off. I don't care what title they have, what collar, what anything, something's off. Trust your intuition with that constantly be checking it. So, you know, again, where we let ourselves be, no, it's easy. It's easy for the person who starts getting put on that pedestal. And so with the whole movements that are happening in the last so many years, me too, and all of these, and then I go, so there's the responsibility to be checking those gurus, but then there's also personal responsibility and to come back and go, why did I let myself go there? Yes, that person was an idiot, but I let myself go follow the idiot. Right. Yeah. So what's my lesson I yeah. learned from that? Well, right. But don't like, don't you think without it, like, I feel like that's, that's the next big piece that needs to come because again, these teachers aren't going away. Right. <laughs> Not anytime soon. They're yep. there and they prey on and they know, you know, I, my, I remember my husband when this was happening with this teacher and my husband's not a yogi, at least not in the asana practice, you yeah. know, but I remember him, you know, it's, it's, I love how he sort of witnesses from the outside and he says, you know, this is like these teachers, he says these guys, but it's not just male yoga teachers clearly anymore. Um, but he says these people, they basically are in the perfect position. Oh, come tell me all your vulnerabilities, all your fears and worries. Right. right? And then mm-hmm. I've, I've put you here and it's, it's just a recipe for the opportunity for right. sure. If somebody's not in alignment for something to happen. So I think without that piece, hopefully that's the perfect piece is we can look back at somebody's actions that are, um, you know, not good to not ethical or illegal mm-hmm. to whatever degree. And then I think if we want to grow, we have to ask ourselves, that doesn't mean they're not responsible at all, but totally to go, wow, what, what was happening with me that I was in a place to allow myself to see that and not see it, to right. ignore that, to, to all of those things. Yeah. Really important. Yeah. Self-reflection, yeah. you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, we can only control what we can do, you know, yeah. and if you can find those little, those little Easter eggs that took you off your path and be like, okay, cool. Well, that was a misstep and yeah. this is where that happened. Okay. So let's just take yeah. a left next time. Exactly. Not always that easy, but yeah, <laughs> that self, the self accountability, because I mean, we, we can only control what we can do. Right. right. We can't control others. We can take ourselves out of situations, but we right. also put ourselves into situations. Yeah. So having that accountability uh, that will help that, that will help strengthen your toolbox of the things that you know what you can and can't do. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I want it to shift. I get super protective of, of yoga. I, I, Mm. you know, it's a practice that I love and sounds like your life too. It's like, it's changed my life in every way, every way. So I'm protective of it. I want, you know, I still believe like if everybody practiced yoga in the capacity that it served them, it's life changing. You know, people, again, people are people and stuff happens. So it's a practice of awareness, constant self growth. But, um, you know, I'm protective of it because I, I, every time somebody falls in that way, I don't want it to have that stigma of, Oh, all these, this stuff happens, you know, but yet, that's just life. Like yeah. we're still just humans. I, I remember early on, as I told you, when I just got all enmeshed in the philosophy and the sutras and just, you know, couldn't get enough, couldn't get enough. And even that, then, you know, that can be a problem. You can get a little judgy about that. But I remember going through some situation at the studio and feeling disappointed in some choices people were making. And so I made some comment like, um, you know, I, I don't know, something about like, but this this is not in alignment at all with the sutras or the teachings. And my husband, again, the non-yogi just laughed at me. He goes, I think that you think everybody who does yoga even knows any of this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's fair. That's it's fair. Brilliant. Good for him. Yeah. Well, just the mindset of forgetting, you know, it, um, even the whole idea of as a teacher keep coming back to that new student mindset mm. which i've had to be knocked over the head with that a few times yeah. truly so that right going oh you're making an assumption because you know you've been studying this that everybody the first day the second day or however many days somebody could practice 100 years and still philosophy of it is not their path you know right. Definitely. so it was a good for me a good check of i'll oh, get off your high horse and then you know if you want to share that and people want to learn it they'll learn it but yeah what what are you thinking that everybody is invested in any of that, right? you know, not the truth. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good reminder. Everybody's yeah. on their own path. They'll, they'll absorb the information when it comes yeah. to them and they're ready to absorb it. Yeah. yeah. Or not. <laughs> or not. Exactly. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could just go right over their head yeah. and not, not be a part of their practice, yeah. you know, but still have, you know, the, the other asana, the other types of practices still might land in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That, and that's, you know, again, lesson in itself, I you know, know, we're all in our own journeys. We're that's all interpreting stuff. the information differently. Yeah. You know? Well, do you feel like, so as you've been teaching now, like mm-hmm. even talking about that, getting better at, you know, as we meet each student where they are and maybe earlier on, like it's easy to see where they are in their asana practice. We see the bodies, but even getting better and more aware at seeing, because even the asana reveals where we are in Mm -hmm. the other practices. So, um, yeah, I think being better at that and just, um, just a total love and acceptance for that, even as sweetness. I was, telling uh, the owner the other night I did a sound bath at Discover Yoga and Mm. Sarah the owner they're so sweet and somehow we got talking about this new teacher thing uh, and I said you know there's something so sweet to me like every now and then like if I'm on vacation or you end up popping into a class and it's a brand new teacher Mm -hmm. I seriously I'm almost moved to tears every time and she goes why and I I said there's something about um, it makes me remember when you started teaching, right? It's like, cause it's different. It's different now. It's amazing now, but it's different. Yeah. So it brings me back to when you see somebody step up in the front and they might be a little bit nervous, but their joy, like their excitement at just wanting to share this. I, I just love it. Yeah, I, it really palpable. moves me. Yeah, yeah. I just, and you know, that's why they're an inspiration in their classes still too, because they have that, they still have that 
you know, I love this stuff and I want to teach it. Yep. So. Just willing to share. Yeah. Like so excited. Embrace. Yeah. Come with me on this exciting <laughs> yeah. journey that we have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most exactly. definitely. Yeah. It's I just love the that. best. I know. Yeah. For, uh, I, uh, after I, got certified to teach. I uh, worked with the teacher training group for a couple of years yeah. and, uh, yeah, same. I mean, every, every class that came in was so excited. Um, halfway through they got so beat down, you know, yes. and then they got excited again, you know, and it was just so cool to see the process and yeah. to, to, to absorb that knowledge and to absorb that energy over and over and over again. It right. really did a lot for me in the early parts of my teaching practice. It's so great. Yeah. Don't you think it helps in, as you're saying that I think about when you watch newer teachers and I think about those newer teachers in my studio who then go through phases of, um, well, you're excited and it's amazing, but you're nervous. Uh, then you go through the, there's little bits of burnout depending on how much you're teaching. Totally. Then there's the phase often of, um, oh my gosh, I think I suck. I'm not a good teacher. So there's all, right? Uh-huh. We all ride uh-huh. those different waves. Of, it's funny. But but the ability to have, you've done enough of them as somebody comes to you, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll pass. Yeah, exactly. You're plateaued. Okay, you're fine. It'll, it'll pass. You'll Just, get through it. Yeah, go get back on your mat. Go take a workshop. Go do, uh-huh. do get something. Get out of your head a little bit. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even if that's like, I don't know, you could have had this wonderful class and everybody loved it, but one student didn't, or at least you felt like it. And you're just all in your head about, Uh did they not like about it? Or the flip, if you're reading people and the person whose face looks like they hated your class and they're the one that comes up later, oh my gosh. And you're like, how did I read that so wrong? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's funny you say that. That was actually one of the talking points that I had actually had not a, not a full workshop on, but I had like at least an hour lecture on oh, that, that whole concept of don't let the stoicness of yeah. your students get in your head about how you are as a teacher because yeah. they're in their own shit. They're it's... battling their own demons. <laughs> they're going through everything that you could possibly think of. They might Straight even shoot up. you a couple shitty looks or shitty thoughts yeah. in their head because you didn't open the door, you made them hold a plank too long, but it's not to you, right? It's They're just true. in their own shit. You it's know? so good. Oh, gosh. Or what about, one of my teachers had had a former, uh, she used to teach, I don't know if it was dance, aerobics, whatever. She taught something else. Yeah. So she starts teaching yoga and I don't know, the first few classes and she comes to me, I think I'm terrible. Their faces just look like... <sighs> I said, what are you talking about? Well, when you teach these other classes, you know, they're smiling and I'm laughing. I'm like, well, yeah, like this is not that. So it was exactly what you just said. I reminded her, I go, if I could mirror what your face looks like in my class, (laughs) you're not smiling Uh at all. Uh You know, you're, you're in where you're supposed to be. You're in. And she's like, oh, okay. But it was just funny, right? As teachers, what's our mindset of what this is supposed to look like? And she had a comparison of a whole other, you know, yeah, we're not all yay. Right. I mean, sometimes <laughs> we have those minutes too. <laughs> uh huh. Well, it's like saying that there's like one pose, right? There's only one version of warrior yeah. two. Your knee has to be stacked. Your back hip has to be right. open. Your arms out. Well, right. if you have a shoulder injury, put your hands on your hips. Right. What if your knees suck? Straighten that front leg a little bit. Right. You know, come out of the front knee. Right. There's, it's the oh. po- the posture fits everybody. Yeah. Not everybody. Right? Yeah. That, absolutely. That was, I think, one of the biggest lessons that I learned was yeah. how the posture fits the body. Yeah. And then that, that, that led to the philosophy of how the philosophy fits with the person. Yeah. You know, how do you absorb the, the, the information that you're taking? Right. right. Cause it's going to land with you differently because you've got different experiences. You've had different so traumas true. in your life. You've had different, all this shit. Yeah. And, uh, and so the, the information is going to land differently just like the poses land. So true. Yeah. So good though. Just the best medicine ever. It is. It is. And uh, you know, it's like I said earlier, if you ask me what to do, I'm going to tell you to do some yoga because it saved my life in many different ways. 
And, uh, but you know, there are the modalities out there that work for that individual. So it's finding that, taking the time to find that modality for you. I agree. Well, and we're similar in that I, with personal clients, it's exactly like you said, I will tell them like, get moving. And I'm, I'm, I mirror you with, I don't care if you walk, run, swim. I will always first tell you yoga, but if that's not yet something you're willing to dabble into, just get out and move. But yeah, that there's nothing else that you'll do that will get into every part of your being, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, twist, fold, back, like every oh, part of everything. you. Oh, just yeah. At the Bring end. it all out. I know. Oh, that's my favorite. I that know. whole like leave it on the mat. Like, I yes, know. please. I will leave it, everything on that mat. As I popped into a class uh, last week, and it's there's a nice little class up in Everett, new studio. I don't know if you know Everett, but yeah. I've got, so uh, Union Yoga. Union, yeah, I've heard you know good things Union. about that. Yeah. So yeah, the owner, she's so sweet, and I, you know anybody that's making made it through her first year of business in in this, you know, I'm like yes, I want to support applaud, her. Most definitely. But yeah, it was so funny. There just had been a lot going on in the family and stuff like that, and so I was like that morning, like you know, some mornings it's me, like it's not my home practice today. I need my yoga asana kicked. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, right. <laughs> so as I left, that's what I told her. Thank you so much. But that it's like, you know, by this point, it's not even, it is physical, but that, you know, the getting so physical is just going to get in there. And that, mm-hmm. that feeling of at the end, like, ah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> nothing not good. Uh, so, yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, shit, girl, we've talked for three hours now. Oh, my God. I know. We, we sat down and it was like, oh, about an hour and a half, two hours. Like, oh, that's a long time. Like, oh, we'll see what happens. I know. I had a feeling like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, is there anything else you want to chit-chat about before we uh, so. wrap we it up? We could be here all day if we I started. Like we so could. I know. Yeah. We could. Good so, Lord. no, I just appreciate you. And thank you. For, I'm glad we connected and yes. got to meet as we finally did. And um, super appreciate what you're putting out. Like I told you, I get to listen to a few of your podcasts when you first dropped them over. I'm like, oh, I like that. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so yeah, much for the support. I appreciate so that. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for being out here and sharing you. your knowledge and sharing your thank journey. You. Uh, it's so beautiful just to, it's and, and helpful and beautiful to see where people have come, where they're yeah. going and the, the journey that they're taking, you thank know, cause you. we can all pull modicums of that stuff for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So. Hopefully. Thank you for hopefully. your vulnerability and your thank openness. You. And I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Hey, thanks so much for spending time with Don and I. Uh, part one and part two of this podcast are available on your favorite platform. Uh, if you have the time, listen to them back to back. You got a little three-hour chunk in your day. Uh, but thank you so much uh, for helping this community grow and for spreading the word and sharing the podcast and, and subscribing. Uh, really, really deeply appreciate it. Obeisance and love to you all. We'll see you next time.